Welcome to the Mental Dietitian Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Lynch-Potter, just a guy who's trying to live a great life and learn the best way to live it. This show is for the everyday human being that feels exactly how I feel, and every week I'll be bringing you weekly episodes on how to get better mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, and financially, so you can have a great mental diet. Welcome to the Mental Dietitian Podcast. Today, you are with this guy. You're with me. Every second week, it's just a solo episode with me where I talk about my mindset, share thoughts, just go off the top of the dome, literal, literal dome. And to be honest, I wasn't really sure what I was going to talk about today. And there's part of me that's still not, but I have a few things I wanted to say. Today is... Lexi and I's seven-year anniversary, seven years I've been in a relationship with my best friend, my lover, my cat mom, Alexandra Nicole Barilero. And it's been a ride. It's had its ups and its downs. Some days we weren't sure we were going to make it. And uh, we've had a, we've, it's been a journey. It's been a ride. And most people that I know that are 29 turned 30 in August, most people my age have not been in a relationship that long. A lot of my friends, a lot of people around me, a lot of my coworkers are like, whoa, man, that's a long time. And yeah, it is a long time. It has been a long time. If you think about my age, I'm almost 30. It's about 20% of my life I've spent with her. I wouldn't have it, have it any other way. I wouldn't have it any other way. It's been, I've learned a lot. It's been, it's been challenging at times. It's been amazingly beautiful at times. And I'm excited for the future. And I think that Lexi and I are at a place now where I'm really excited for where we're going to be going into our 30s. And I want to talk about commitment and uh, committing to somebody I don't know how many of you guys have read the five love languages. Great, great book. Highly recommend it. It talks about there's five different love languages. There's physical touch. There's words of affirmation. There's gifts. There's acts of service. And then there is gifts. Did I say gifts? There's five. There's five love languages. Oh, words of affirmation. Maybe I said that already. Anyway, in that book, It says, after two years, the honeymoon phase disappears in most relationships and love becomes a choice. And most people don't have the same love language. For example, mine is words of affirmation. If somebody says, hey, I love you are and I'm proud of you. Hey, man, great job. If it's uh, one of the fellas or if it's Lexi, she's like, hey, I love you. I'm really proud of you. I'm really proud of the man you're becoming and who you are. It just, I'll think about it for a week. Her love language is quality time. So for the first couple of years of our relationship, it was a honeymoon phase. You got that first two years and most people are doing all five love languages. It's awesome. You do it. You're buying her gifts. You're buying him gifts. You're spending time with him. You got uh, physical touch. You got acts of service. You're, you're getting them. You're, you're doing all kinds of stuff. And then after two years, that honeymoon phase wears off and becomes a choice. And if you're not aware of these love languages, you start to feel this feeling of like, oh, it's just not the same as it was because your needs are no longer being met. And we had that before. We've been through that. 
and we've talked about it and it's not natural for her to have words of affirmation and it's not really natural for me to do quality time. Like going for a walk with her is awesome in her mind. I mean, it's awesome for me too. I'm not going to say it's not awesome, but it doesn't make me feel the same feeling of love and fulfillment in the relationship as if she says something really nice to me. So after two years it becomes a choice. It becomes a choice of, okay, am I going to choose to love this person and say if their love language is acts of service, am I going to choose to make them dinner after they've come home after a long day? If their love language is gifts, it doesn't have to be a monetary gift. It could be they really like, they really like Pokemon or something like that, or they like something from their childhood and you see something out and about and it's like you pick up a little Pikachu thing that costs you $2 or their favorite flower or something it's something like that something small it doesn't have to be a louis vuitton bag or something like that little things like that if that's not natural to you and you choose to make those efforts based on their love language for me it's spending quality time with lexi even though it doesn't do the same thing for me as it does for her but it strengthens our relationship and it strengthens that connection i think that is the secret to a really long relationship is realizing that it's not all about you and that you do have to do things to help the other person. But, but, big but, you cannot lose yourself in the process of doing that. And I've lost myself many in many different relationships, whether or not it's with a spouse or with a friendship, where I had a thing within me that would put other people's happiness before my own. And it was like this kind of martyrdom almost where I would be like, well, if they're happy and if they're having a great time or if I'm helping them and if I'm miserable, if I'm not happy, then that's okay because that's the right thing to do. That's what it means to be a man. You, you suck it up and you do the right thing. And I've realized that, that you can't do that forever. You have to put yourself first. I think a beautiful relationship is when two people are putting themselves first and then they're in partnership with each other, and then they create something beautiful only because they are putting themselves first. And there's been parts of Lexi and I's relationship where we haven't done that, and there's been parts of it that we have. And I think the last couple of years, we really have started making steps forward to really start doing that, and it's, it's amazing. And I think all relationships are based on communication. If you can't communicate, Hit my microphone. If you can't communicate in a relationship when things aren't going good, when you're not happy, when you're like, hey, like, I'm not feeling good about this right now. If you can't have those conversations, you won't last. Whether or not it's a work relationship, whether or not it's a romantic relationship, whether or not it's any relationship, the basis of it is authentic, transparent communication. And if you're if you're worried about offending or upsetting the other person by not by speaking your truth of whatever it is that that may be, and you choose not to do it, what can happen is it can fester and it can create resentment and it can grow and grow and grow until one day you're like, I don't love this person at all anymore. And Lexi and I have seen it in a lot of different people's relationship. We've seen it over years and years and years, people that were, Power couples. You guys are such a power couple. I've heard that so many times. People saying it to other people. People have said it to us. 
And sometimes we've smirked and we've laughed and like, oh, we just had a we just had a big fight before we came here. <laughs> we were talking about this, and most of our fights have have been because we're both hungry. I'm dead serious. If you're in a relationship with somebody, make sure you're always fed. Because <laughs> oh man, literally most of our fights in the seven years have been because one of us is hungry or both of us are hungry. It's usually both of us at the same time. And then we turn into children because we're hungry. It's funny. Obviously there's other stuff there. We've got our childhood trauma, which is all wrapped into it, but make sure you're, you're fed and make sure that you're always got a full belly, especially if you're having hard conversations in a relationship. And I think that you're going to start the ball off much better than if you go into that conversation hungry. But yeah, we've seen a lot of, we've seen a lot of couples break up and I always wondered like, why did that happen? And it, it really comes down to what I've seen is communication. Um, a lot of men are not good at communicating their feelings. It's in our, in our culture, in our society, like I've said many times on this podcast, I'll keep preaching it. Most emotions, mostly the, 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 the emotion, so I'm trying to say, that is safest to show is anger. And if you're in a relationship, you can't just hit. It's like you have a, you have a house to build and you've only got a hammer and that's the only tool you've got. Anger can be a good tool in certain situations, but it's, you can't build an entire house with just a hammer. Just like you can't build an entire relationship with just one emotion. And some people put up with that emotion, the anger emotion, or if somebody's just default thing is just to cry all the time. Whenever things get hard, you just cry rather than having a conversation about it. That can get old real quick. So it's really important. What my point is here, it's really important to work on yourself and develop yourself and to get in touch with all these things. So you can be a whole person. This person can be a whole person. And you don't feel like that you need that person to become a whole person with yourself. That's codependency. I've been in codependent relationships. I think most people have a sense of codependency in some way, shape or form in their relationship. That's just something to be aware of. If there's something that you feel that the other person gives you that you cannot give yourself, that's not true. It's simply not true. It's, it's, it's complete and utter bullshit. It's just, you need to fill that void within yourself and nobody else can do it except yourself and vice versa. So what did I want to talk about today? I had a real hard time sitting in the car. I was having one of those days, you know, one of those days where you're like, man, I don't know what to talk about. I was just having a bad day in my head. I wasn't feeling the most positive. So I just, I'm just talking. It's a seven year anniversary. It's been, a, it's been a hell of a ride. It's been amazing. And I just wanted to start rattling things off my mind and kind of just almost using it as like a therapy session on this podcast. And sometimes it's just nice to hear that there's other people in the world that are going through things, are dealing with things, have bad days. I had a bad day today. I was thinking about recording this podcast and I had all these strange thoughts that I don't have any value to add. Um, why would anybody want to listen to this? And then I'm like, Hey dude, wait a second. Eight years ago in about May of 2014, 
you used to do cocaine as pre-workout. You was you were doing all kinds of crazy shit. You were you were spending money on tattoos over over getting over paying rent. You were hanging out with people that some of them are dead now. One of my best friends died of an overdose. And some people I know went to jail. And I was on a path of either dying or going to jail if I had have kept on going down the path I was going down. And I'm driving home in my Tesla. I made a very healthy six figures last year. I make very good money at my job. I've been in my relationship for seven years. I haven't watched pornography in five years. And as a man, that's a really big deal. And that's an episode I'm going to talk about. I had one time of weakness in five years. I've done all these things. I've moved from around the world. I didn't know one person in North America. I knew my sister. That's it. And I've built this life. I'm a blue belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I'm a good friend. I'm a good man. But it's funny when you're having these down days, your mind will pull out all the things, all the evidence on the contrary, all the evidence to prove that everything I just said about myself and all the things that I've done to build myself, I got expelled from two schools, never went to university. I was told by my society and environment teacher, Mr. Andrew Cole. I wonder if you listen to this. Who knows? Andrew Cole. I remember that guy. He made me feel, and he said to me, I don't think you're going to do shit with your life when I was in grade 10. And that shit bothered me. And there's a part of me that's like, well, look at me now. I'm not a loser. I've done something with my life. But it's funny, when you're having those bad days, your brain goes back to 14, 15 volt version of you. And somebody said something and planted a seed that you could, you could really easily let control your life. And sometimes we do let it control our lives. Something our mom or our dad said, something, some limiting belief that gets in the way of us, us living out, living our best life. And when we have these bad days, it's just crazy that your mind will just be like, oh, here's evidence why you're a loser. Here's some more evidence of why you're a loser. I remember that time when you were 17 years old and you got really drunk and threw up everywhere in your mom's car. Oh yeah, here's more evidence that you're a loser. And on and on and on and on and on. What is the solution when you're feeling like this? It can be hard. It can be really hard when you're going these negative downward spirals. It's hard. David Goggins talks about something, having a cookie jar. A cookie jar is kind of what I just mentioned. It's like, well, I got expelled from two high schools. I never went to university. I was told that I would be a loser if I didn't go to university. I think a lot of people have that belief, especially around 8, 17, 18, 19. If I don't go to university, I'm going to be a fucking loser. That is the thought. And that is the message that most young people that I've know that I've been feel if they don't go and get a degree. As we know now, that is total and utter bullshit because I make twice as much as the average lawyer does and I have no education. I just chose to go into a career in sales. So that, that's not true right there. 
I work six to seven hours a day and I take weekends off. So that's also not true. I have done very hard things in my life and I look, do, look forward to dealing with more hard things. That might sound weird, but hard things are what build you, what strengthen your character. And if you never go through anything difficult, when a difficult bump comes along in the road of life, it'll take you out. You can either choose to learn from it or you can choose to become a victim. What is the cookie jar? It is everything I just mentioned there. It's like, hey, wait a second. Well, you've done this before. And it's like whenever we come across a bad day or a hard time, it's like we have amnesia. We forget all the things we've overcome. We don't give ourselves credit. We are our biggest critic because we, we know all the dumb, bad stuff that we've done. We know our deepest, darkest secrets, and we use them as weapons against ourselves. Rather than, but here's the thing, we also know all the good things we've done. But the problem is, most people think that there's, the negatives outweigh the positives. The reason why most of us think that is because biologically we're wired to be negative. Why are we not wired to be negative? Because if you're this delusional, happy person rolling around in the tundra 10,000 years ago, 20,000 years ago, like, well, you know what? Everything's going to be all right because I'm a good person. And then you get a saber-toothed tiger. It's like, <laughs> dead. That's how our brains are designed. We live in a world right now where there's not those kind of dangers anymore. But we have this negative mindset, this negative thing that goes through our head. It's like, hey, what about that? What about that? All these negative things that our brain will focus on over and over and over again, rather than focusing on the positive. So find that cookie jar in your head. And that cookie jar is full of good things you've done, hard things you've overcome. Hey, remember that time when you were 15 years old and you had that final test and you studied for two days straight because you left it to the last minute and you passed and you, you aced it? Remember that time in that soccer or that football game or that hockey game? Where it was for five, five minutes to go, you're down. You pass that winning puck or that winning ball. And your team won. How did that feel? Remember that time where you went and asked that girl or that guy out on a date? Remember that time when you got in the best shape of your life? Remember that time when you did everything and you landed that dream job? Remember that time we had that amazing time with a music festival, with your friends at a music festival and how connected you feel to everybody? Remember all those times? You think about all the times, all the good times you've had and all the things you've overcome and how you got here. It's very easy to forget though when you're down in the dumps. But when you're going through hotel, when you're going, when you're going through hell, I ruined, I ruined the punchline. When you're going through hell, don't get a motel. Don't stay there. It's very easy to stay there. Some people stay there for weeks and months and years due to some limiting belief. And going back to the start of this podcast, did I imagine myself being in a relationship for seven years with anybody when I was 21? No. But it was one day at a time. It was one week at a time. It was one conversation at a time. And if you break down things like that, and during the hard days, you go into your cookie jar and you pull out things that you need sometimes, 
you can get through the hard days and you can have the good times again. But not every day is going to be, not every day is going to be awesome, unfortunately. Actually, fortunately, because here's the thing. If every day was awesome, you wouldn't know what was awesome anymore. If every day was great, you wouldn't know what was great. You have to have bad days. The struggle is the, is the secret sauce that gives success its flavor. <laughs> Heard that once. All the hard shit you go through is the secret sauce that gives success its beautiful flavor whenever you achieve it, whatever that may be. Whether or not that's success in a relationship like Lexi and I have achieved seven years, whether or not that is financial success, whether or not that is spiritual success and knowing oneself, whether or not that is physical success where you look a certain way, whatever success means to you, your struggles, your bad days, you sitting in the car two hours ago like me, not knowing what the hell you're going to say on this podcast and feeling very low, feeling like you're not qualified, that you're not enough, have this lack scarcity mentality. Those days are what build you. And I can even feel it within myself right now. My energy has changed. I feel really, really good. I'm sitting in my spare bedroom, staring into a webcam on a laptop with my $100 microphone that I got from Amazon because I got a dream. My dream is one day that somebody who I don't even know reaches out to me, whether or not it's on social media or in person, is like, hey, man, those times when you were sitting in that spare bedroom thinking that you weren't qualified, that you weren't enough, that maybe you didn't have as much value to add as you think you did. Well, you did, man. And you changed my life and I was in a dark place. And because of something you said or one of your guests said, it helped me and it helped me. And it helped me give, like, it gave me the courage to choose myself and to go after what I want because nobody can really change your life except you. Because if you say to somebody, oh, you changed my life, you're giving all the power to them. They might have said something that triggered something in you to change your own life because only you can change your own life. And on that note, I'm going to leave it there. Hopefully something in my rambling today when I had no idea what I was going to talk about, hopefully something helped you, something impacted you. And please reach out to me on Instagram, Darren Lynch Potter. A-H-R-E-N-L-Y-N-C-H-P-O-T-E-R. Reach out to me. I'd love to hear your feedback. I'd love to hear your perspective. Love to hear anything at all. Good, bad, things I can do to improve because I'm just a guy trying to live my life better every single day. And uh, hopefully I've said something of value. Love you guys. Have a fantastic morning, afternoon, evening, wherever you're at. And I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Mental Dietitian Podcast. If you found any value at all, please share this with a family member or a friend or just a guy or a gal walking down the street, just anybody at all, if you feel like it could help them and benefit them from the conversations that we're having. It would mean the world to me if you could also leave a review. It helps grow the show. It helps the algorithms. And I also do love connecting with my listeners. So please reach out to me on social media. The best way to get a hold of me is through Instagram. My Instagram handle is Aaron Lynch Potter, and that's spelled A-H-R-E-N-L-Y-N-C-H-P-O-T-T-E-R. Thank you so much once again.